Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. Meow. And this is Milo. You got it to work. Guys, <laughs> besides uh, two incredible commercials dropping today, uh, both including Rudy Gobert in one way or another, uh, there was some news that just dropped maybe two, three hours ago that the the uh, Memphis Grizzlies are now taking offers on Mike Conley and and Mark Gasol, and we decided we needed an emergency podcast on the day that we normally do podcasts, but we're going to call it an emergency podcast because this seems like something Milo that the jazz need to take advantage of. And I think what we wanted to talk to, to talk about today is just a little bit about why or why not the jazz should do it. How would they make it work? Uh, Does Mike Conley fit and all these things. So what do you think Milo should the jazz go after Mike Conley and why or why not? Okay, here we go. Case for Mike Conley. Um, he's really good. This is a good. That's a good point. <laughs> You're yeah. I mean, Strong Mike Conley. Point. Like the, the thing about the thing about Utah is, um, when you're a small market team, when a when a potential all star becomes available, um, that's your moment, and to be a trade. And sometimes you don't get to pick at what age they're available. Um, sometimes you don't get to um, decide uh, exactly the contract figure. And that's kind of what you're at at a small market team. And I think a lot of people are worried about Utah's potential at getting a big free agent in, um, in the offseason, especially because even if the Jazz miss out on the top tier and even that second tier of uh, players that are all-star caliber, all of a sudden you're looking at role players that you're paying you're overpaying for because everybody has grip tons of money mm-hmm. still. And so it could, you could end up overpaying sort of like 2016 when Bismack Bayombo was paid like 18 million and Mozgov was paid 18 mil. And so um, at, at least with this, you know, you're paying a lot of money for a player that when healthy is still really good. And so that's the thing. It's just like, when people are like, well, they only play 50 to 60 games a year. Okay, cool. Um, that's 50 to 60 more games with an all-star caliber third option mm-hmm. than without. That's 50 more games than you're getting right now. That's 60 more games. And so if you're like, oh, well, he's injury prone. Okay, well, if he misses those 20 games, that's fine. It, it, the, uh, the alternative is you're paying for 82 games of like that third tier production. 
So mm-hmm. cool, you're not you're paying for value, but you're not getting the additional value out of it. And and so and so that's the thing. Like you're not uh, uh, like very rarely are you going to be like the Houston Rockets and just have like a James Harden type thing just fall in your lap because uh, because you got a got a general manager that just is just just screwing the pooch on it. Mm-hmm. And so it's the case against him though is it's a lot of money. It's 31 mil over the next two years. Um, but that lines you up really nice with Donovan's rookie deal. So if it doesn't work out, you still got a couple more years of, fa- of not favors, but of Gobert, who's at a high level. Um, even if he kind of regresses, he's still a little bit better than he's still not little. He's still a lot better than, than Rubio. We saw how good George Hill was in that role at being a spot up shooter He's not going to have to work as hard, so that's going to help him at not having to get like tire himself out at age thirty-one. So that's going to make him age more gracefully because mm-hmm. he is going. He's never had a playmaker like Joe Ingles on the wing. He's never had a floor spacer like that. He's um, he's working with a rookie floor spacer at the four. He'll have a veteran with Jay Crowder, and he's never had a shooting guard to play with. The best he's ever had to work with is. Courtney Lee and and that's and, and that's offensively but then you're able to get somebody who's defensively uh, has the potential to become someone like Tony Allen who is long and can be a, a a defensive stopper out there and also has the potential to be you know Damian Lillard or James Harden mm-hmm. so that's really good that's really good so um I He's never ha- been able to work like that. He's had somebody, a rim runner uh, like Rudy Gobert, and someone who can get him plenty of screen assists like Rudy Gobert. So he's going to know instantly how to use those screens with Gobert. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we saw how Hill just came in and it was a hand-in-glove fit. And Mike Conley is similar to that. And I think Mike Conley could put up some some career numbers because he's doesn't have the full attention of the defense on him like he did in memphis because now now if you give the full attention to him oh guess what donovan's going off where ingles is lighting you up from the corner and that's before corver checks in that's before dante exum is in there if dante exum is still around with the trade um that's before royce o'neill that's it's um so i i think the case for him is actually quite good Mm -hmm. yeah and i i think anyone who might be against the trade i just would ask them well um are you really willing to just cap out in the you know the second round of the playoffs again this year i don't know if anyone's really expecting to go beyond that point with the makeup of the team as they are right now and if you're okay with that great if you're actually looking for an opportunity to make some noise uh, you need to make a move to make to just have some better cohesion with this group uh you know and then in terms of trades there like a lot of people will send in questions and requests and make you know, they'll go to the trade machine and say, well, this is how we can go out and get Tobias Harris via trade. Well, Tobias Harris is not available right now, and you're not going to get him. And the other big name that people talk about is Otto Porter. You To get Otto Porter, you're dealing with with the the Washington Wizards, and they're a dumpster fire, and their management is awful, and they're not going to be smart enough to make a trade with you. <laughs> and so Otto mm-hmm. Porter's just, it's not going to happen. 
you know, so you've got like very few options. And so when you have an option like this for a player like Mike Conley, who's available for a few reasons, one, the Grizzlies are, are seeing that their season has kind of hit that tipping point and they're falling off. And, you know, they've got two good players that they, you know, have minus like just diminishing value at this point. So that's one that makes them kind of attainable because the team's ready to trade them Two, he's older. He's 31. I mean, he's not like super old, but he's Joe Ingles age, 31 years old. And he's got a big contract. I think he has three years left on this contract somewhere around there. Uh, those things make him. Gettable. None of us can afford it. It's <laughs> that Bob's burgers. But that's uh, that's why he's available. And so you've got to decide now, is this, you know, do we want to take a chance? We Right now we have expiring contacts, uh, contracts the Jazz have. Ricky Rubio, Derek Favors, Tavo Cephalosha. Uh, the Jazz have those contracts. And if they don't make a move this trade deadline and they feel like they want to just go with those, ga- those guys, that's fine. But that means you're basically getting you're going to possibly lose them for nothing in the offseason. Ricky Rubio is going to play the market. Derek Favors has that. The Jazz have the option with his contract. And so he's the one that's kind of nice because you can re-up him if you want. But do you want to pay Derek Favors $16 million next year when you're going into free agency looking for a big splash? You know, that's a danger. You yep. can You can upgrade right now at this point with Mike Conley, who would be a perfect fit along alongside Donovan Mitchell. Um, he's, I was looking at his numbers, like he's having just another Mike Conley year. He's averaging just under 20 points a game. And this is as the focal point of the offense. He's 42% from the field, uh, just under 36% from three, uh, 6.1 assists per game. Uh, just solid, solid numbers. And the Jazz can add that type of production immediately for contracts that um, probably won't be on the books next year anyway. And so for me, I just think you've you've got to take a really hard look at this. I think the Jazz should do it because you want to pair Donovan with someone who can take the load off of him. It's kind of a synergy thing. Like yep. Donovan will take off the load from Mike Conley. Mom, Mike Conley will take some of the load off of Donovan Mitchell and allow him to do those things he wants to do. Uh, it also takes some of that load off of Joe Ingles, who is just, he's having a, you know, I, he's not having like a bad year, but he's, his numbers have dropped a tiny bit. And I think some of that has just become, he has been because he's receiving a lot of the focal point from opposing defenses. They're realizing that, Hey, to beat the jazz, you've got to stop Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles. And so they are focusing on him. And as good as Joe Ingles is, it's, it's uh, he's facing some of these tougher defenders and, and defensive schemes. And if you could get a player on the floor that can be just that third option on offense, then all of a sudden things open up. And then all of a sudden Joe Ingles doesn't have to do so much on offense. He can do things that he's really good at that. He doesn't like how often does Joe Ingles get to just sit in the corner and take corner threes? You know, it would be never like he, he'll hit one or two. He missed one last night at the closing seconds of that game, but he doesn't have a lot of opportunities to just, you know, kind of, it's not take a playoff, but this is as frustrating for us as it is for you. <laughs> he doesn't have a chance to just like, you know, have not plays off, but not be such like, you know, take on such a, a load of the offense, every single possession. It's nice to have other people take some of that load off. And then the jazz can do things like start Jay Crowder. 
they've got insurance in Jay Crowder to start. Uh, they've got George Niang who can also start if Favors is traded or Ricky Rubio. I'm a big fan of it. And I think the Jazz really should do everything they can to make it happen. Um, I, I, I think I, uh, this is hard because it, making a trade at the deadline for someone like Mike Conley is the ultimate like one in the hand is worth two in the bush type of mm-hmm. thinking. Um, because by doing this, you're essentially saying, okay, this is our free agent acquisition. Are we cool with this? And I think, I, I think what the Utah Jazz have to decide is, um, and luckily they have to, and not us, they have to decide and look at this and say, okay, we had our projection of who we were going to be as a team if we acquired one of these free agents in the mm-hmm. offseason. We did not think Michael Conley would be one of these people who would be available, but now he's on our radar. So if he if we are able to acquire him, does he help allow us to achieve what we think we were going to achieve in this two-year plan if we acquired one of these players? If it's a yes, if you look at that deal and you're like, okay, we can we can we can do this, then I say, yeah, you, you, you go for that. Um, if, if not, then no, like that's, that's a very oversimplified thing, but what Utah has to do is just like, they have just like any organization, they have like a three to five year plan while they're looking at, and you know, checking this out and, and they have to decide, okay, does, does he fit? Does he fit that? Because it's, it, it because we as fans, we like to be like, okay, it'll help us this year and we'll be better, which is which is also part of their thing. But the front office, their main job is to look at the the three to five year plan and 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 their biggest thing that they're looking at is that next contract with um with Donovan Mitchell. And one of the things that I, I, I think is important for people to realize is um you, you really want to have three the way Utah is constructed right now is they can have um, you know three three max guys all at the same same time right three three I should say three all star level caliber players while only paying two, which is a real advantage that helps your depth. That's why the the Warriors were able to go out and get KD when when everything went up because they had KD on a really killer deal. They had Clay on a on a rookie deal. They had Draymond Dray- Green on a on on, on um. Uh, on his on his still his extended rookie deal, so it they were able to go out there and get add a top level player because their all their contracts fit nicely. And so with Utah, they're in a similar situation right now where they have a top level player in Donovan. Um, Rudy Gobert is getting paid what he's worth now, and so when you're looking at that third that that thir- tertiary player at of an all star caliber, you have to make sure that okay when Donovan Mitchell is able to get paid. Um, we're making sure we can extend. And if Conley wants to leave, we need to make sure that we're able to find another player that, that fits that because now, because once Donovan is off his, uh, off this four year rookie deal, he's going to get, be getting paid handsomely because there's a chance that he is probably going to hit an all-star game or be on an, uh, an all, um, an all NBA team by the time his rookie contract is over and he's going to be, be eligible for a monster extension. Mm-hmm. And while that keeps them in Utah, that also limits what Utah is able to get. 
And so I, I think with Conley, because his contract ends at Donovan's, uh, I know a lot of people think, oh, I, you want it to, to end not at the, at the same time as Donovan's, but sometimes you want it to extend a little bit afterwards because then you can use that. Then you can push yourself above the salary cap and use his contract plus draft picks and maybe some, um, some other assets to maybe go out and get another, a different all-star and, f- and, and flip the deal. And, and you're still going over the salary cap, but you're still able to keep your depth rather than, hey, we just loaded up all of our money to these three guys, and now we're having to fill it with just rookies and minimums. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's, it's a different strategy. It just depends on which way, um, uh, w- which way the, the front office is confident. Well, going. And I think really you just have to ask yourself, if we're not going after Mike Conley and he's actually gettable with what we have, and I think he's, he seems pretty gettable with the assets the Jazz have with, while keeping their best you know, players. The, the the reason we can probably get him is that the, yeah. the the Grizzlies aren't looking to get marginally better right now. And, you know, the Jazz send them anyone outside of like, you know, if they send them Joe Ingles, they would be a better team, but they'll be just bad enough to not make the playoffs, but also get a bad pick. So they're going to want, you know, assets that help them for their future, but don't make them better now. The Jazz have that. But you've got to ask yourself if you're the Jazz, like if we don't go after... Mike Conley. Let's say we decide for all the reasons people might be against getting Mike Conley. Are you sure you can do better than getting Mike Conley? You know, is there a move out there you can make that you can justify not going after Mike Conley that you know you can go get? Because let's say you don't get Mike Conley and someone like Portland or not Portland, uh, like, like Orlando or the Pelicans or one thing, Washington might make a weird offer. That like scares me. Randomly, Washington might go get him because they have John Wall hurt. Stuff like that. Like, and and you don't get him. And then if you go to the off season and you don't get anything, you know, you're going to be kicking yourself because you had a chance at a at a stud that you could have had, and now you don't. And uh, honestly, like the Jazz, there are only so many opportunities. The Jazz set up their team with these expiring contracts so that they could make a move when something like this becomes available. And if they don't take advantage, they're going to be kicking themselves if they, you know, because people want to say like, well, we can go after Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's going to probably stay in uh, Milwaukee. Like why would he leave a situation where they're the number one seed in the Eastern conference to go to, to Utah? Like, you know, why, like where he's going to struggle to make the playoffs. Especially if Kawhi ducks exactly. out and goes to LA. And then uh, Tobias Harris is another one that people bandy about. Really nice player. Is he leaving LA? Probably not. You know, I like to wear my tinfoil hat and, and look at all these different things like, you know, connections he has to Utah and stuff like that, but he's not coming to Utah. You know, it just doesn't happen. And so I, I just, if the jazz don't go after him, it's, it's probably because they were asking for something too big or one of their core pieces. There's just no way you trade Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. What what would you say? What, what, what would be would you trade Dante Exum for him? Um, I would. I think I think the Jazz uh you know, and I love Dante and I think Dante has a legit chance to be great, and I think that's why he has value on the trade market. Um I think the Jazz shouldn't trade any of Joe Ingles, uh Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert for him. Some players it's like here's that here's how I look at it, I guess. There's like there's like players that you'll trade, you know, anyone but like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell is available for this player. 
And then there's some players where it's like anyone, but Joe Ingles, Derek Favor, or Joe Ingles, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. And I think that's who Mike Conley is. And I think he's gettable for that. <coughs> so I, I yeah, just, I know. I, th- I think he's, I think it's, it's, it, it, the, the question for Utah is going to be, um, is there another? And what I mean by that is, and we were talking about this earlier today, um, w- when, um, when we see, um, for example, uh, a Memphis, just, they're waving the white flag and they're saying, we don't have a chance at making, making the playoffs or we don't feel like we do. Um, and we're not going to, and, and basically waving the white flag at this point in the season, because if you're trading Mike Conley, you're, 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 you're not looking to make the playoffs. Then at that point, there are other teams that are in the bottom half of the Western conference, um, that are close to the playoffs, but might not like, for example, Dallas 20 and 26, ever since they lost JJ Berea, they're on the way down. So Mm -hmm. we might start hearing more of their players become available. Um, as as we get closer to the deadline, or there, or it's buyout season. Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans. There were just news today about um, about Anthony Davis and his and 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 his hand, and possibly being out two to four weeks mm. with that. And two to four weeks in the Western Conference at this point in the in the season is just a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Because you have Los Angeles that's still f- scrapping to be in there. You have Sacramento. You have Minnesota. And then you also bring it to Minnesota, who's 22 and 24, that ever since trained Jimmy Butler, you have Carl Anthony Towns balling. But then again, you know, can they keep it going for the, you know, for the rest? Of the, can they keep on defying the odds like that? And if you look at the teams who have the toughest schedules moving forward, Minnesota is one mm-hmm. of them. So all of a sudden, if you're Minnesota and you're like, we're three games under 500. We just saw that that um, Dallas is uh, not Dallas, but uh, that Memphis is waving the white flag. Maybe we need to too. Who do we want to build around? And all of a sudden, maybe they're looking at. I'm not saying I, I. I'm not saying the Jazz go after Andrew Wiggins. I'm not saying that. I don't want him. But what I'm saying is, all of a sudden they're going to be like, okay, maybe Andrew Wiggins and and these pieces that are around our team or um, or um, Sarich. This this isn't this isn't. Um, what we what we need as a team. So if anybody wants to take one of our bad contracts away, and we'll also give you Saric, uh, then hey, we have a deal. So all of a sudden, now the first team has moved, uh, has made its claim, and it's going to start losing mm-hmm. games. And these other teams are looking at the draft and being like, well, you know, draft odds have flattened out. If we're a ten seed, we still have a high chance of getting a top four. Um, that's that, that's a big deal now, and so they're like, okay, well, maybe maybe it's time to wave the white mm-hmm. flag, maybe it's time to go, and um, and so we'll and I think in the next two weeks we're going to see way more separation between the bad and the good in the Western Conference, and I think in two weeks, which is going to be a couple of days before the trade deadline, I think we're going to see like a flurry of rumors come out because there's going to be teams that are waiting to the last second to start making these moves making calls and everything because they're not really sure if they're really in that boat or not of a buyer or a mm-hmm. seller. Yeah. A lot of, and in college, uh, I went to BYU, Idaho and there was this thing called the DTR, uh, de- determine the relationship. And there's a lot of, 
GMs right now sitting down. Obviously, the the Grizzlies did it. They sat down and they're just, you know, they said, you know what? This is just not on a good track. We are not going to make the playoffs this year. And I think, like you said, there's teams like, I mean, that's pretty devastating for for New Orleans. I, it doesn't get worse for that because they're trying to prove themselves to be a winner to to Anthony Davis, but they just don't have a lot of assets to make a move for someone like Conley. Like they might be desperate enough to throw a lot at the Grizzlies to try to, you know, right. But I just don't know uh, what they're going to be able to have. So uh, the jazz just need to make sure that they, uh, they make an offer for Mike Conley because he's an upgrade um, at the guard position for them. He can play off of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and maybe we've already rehashed this enough and we can get to questions soon, but he can play on the ball, off the ball, just like Donovan. He's kind of a similar player in that sense that he can play, mm-hmm. he can play make, he can get his teammates involved. He averages six assists a game. He uh, is a good shooter. And I think if he is in the Utah Jazz system, he can actually get better shots than he's used to. Uh, he can play off of Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, and he can get screens from Rudy Gobert. Um, he's used to more of kind of a playmaking center in Mark Gasol, but I mean, it'd be really fun to see what he can do with a center giving him screens like like uh, Rudy Gobert can. Uh, it just makes a lot of sense. And the fact that he's older in his career, he's probably not trying to prove anything. He's gotten his contract. He's probably going to be fine letting Donovan Mitchell be the lead guy and be more of a secondary ball handler. Uh, it just it makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. And he's a tough guy. He knows how to defend. Like, the Jazz won't get any defensive drop-off with him. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just looking at his uh, just real quick glance. Yeah, defensive win shares. He's been a positive positive in his defensive win shares uh, his entire career. So, uh, solid, solid player that can keep the culture up. I, I don't know about his personality a lot, but um, he doesn't seem like someone that's you know, a bad guy or anything like that. He's probably a good locker room guy. So there's just a lot to really like about him. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I really hope the jazz are making phone calls. Uh, Milo, we got some questions online. We asked. Okay. Oh, go ahead. One's one's not. a Okay. So we asked everyone to put in questions, but one was, one was a joke, but I have a question from it before we get to the questions. Okay. So, Devin Cash put trade sweetener idea for getting Conley. So, you don't give up a draft pick. You just get DL, Dennis Lindsay, to be able to select somebody for your team. So, my question is, A, who would, if you could pick anybody to select, um, it, it select f- for your team, any GM, all time. Who would it be, and how much would you be willing to give for that pick? What? <laughs> it's just like so, any- so, 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 so. So say you you went to like you were trading something, uh-huh. and you were able to pick any GM to make a pick for you. Oh, any, general any GM? Manager. Yeah. Uh... Like who's who's the guy? Like who? Like if you know, this is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan shoot it. You know, last second type of thing. Who would you have taking the last shot for you? But instead, who would you have selecting that pick for you? Hmm. 
I don't know. I guess the I guess Dennis Lindsay's pretty good. I mean, honestly, if you can pick anyone, there's like, you know, two or three choices. And who would you I'd go think? like 2005 to 2007? Sam Presti. Oh, he's pretty good. He's made 2005 to 2007. Nice he dropped off. He he dropped off, but man, he was on a run. Mm-hmm. Like he was getting like Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell. Basically, if you have a top three pick, I want Sam Presti. Mm. He's good. He hit, he hit good on like drafter. every single one. Mm-hmm. He's a good draft. Later in the draft, it's it's hit or miss. If I, if it's later in the draft, I want like Dennis Lindsay or RC Buford. Mm. Nice. Let's see. What's the what's the next one? I had. Uh, let's see where I'm. We got Jason Constable. Is Conley a bigger upgrade at point guard than Porter or Harris is at power forward? Given those deals probably cost favors plus Rubio plus a 2019 first. Um, I think all those deals cost favors plus Rubio plus a 2019 first. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, it's like, do you want Mike Conley or do you want Otto Porter or Tobias Harris? Uh, I actually I think, go Harris Conley then Porter. I like Tobias Harris a lot. I I think I think Harris. I think I agree with that. I I think Conley's more of a sure thing than Porter. I'm not sure Porter can play the four. Like I, I, you know, and even Tobias Harris is, you know, are we sure he can play power forward full time? Because when we played them last game, it was um, Danilo Gallinari playing the four. Uh, Harris, I think, is probably the biggest upgrade because he provides like 40 something percent shooting from three. Uh, He's a nice playmaker. Mm -hmm. He can get you some buckets. And uh, but I have to say, like thinking about Conley, like that ability for him to take some of the playmaking responsibility off of both Joe Ingles and, and uh, Donovan Mitchell, that creates some really nice options for the jazz because that way uh, Utah doesn't have to completely worry about um, their two main ball handlers. Uh, One of the reasons the Pelicans were able to just destroy the, the Portland trailblazers is because they had like two ball handlers. And so they trapped Lillard or uh, McCollum and it just killed them. And if Utah has like yeah. multiple ball handlers on the floor that can play make, it just makes it so that much harder for a defense to defend. And honestly, if you're losing uh, Derek Favors, we have a guy named uh, Jay Crowder who all of our lineups look better with him on the floor. And he's actually a plus defender. So it's really, I don't know, it's almost like an upgrade. I personally think he Crowder should be starting anyway. So I don't know. I I would say... For me, Conley and Harris is kind of like, I don't know if it either. Yeah. I don't know. I actually almost think now that I think about it, I'd almost rather have Conley. Um, I would rather have Harris because you, he would be younger for more years. Um, and it, because if you get, you're getting Conley now 31 at for two. Mm-hmm. Um, Harris, you, you get have him for him longer. For, for, for longer um, through his prime. You're, you're getting to, to have that contract 27 through 31. And, um, and so, uh, that's, that's, uh, really good. And then you're hoping that Dante Exum can, can take over that role moving, moving forward. But I do agree with, with, with Conley though, you have less question marks, Mm -hmm. um, at the perimeter, uh, because with, with, with uh, Conley, you're like, okay, I know who we have as our backcourt. Um, and I also know who we have as our frontcourt because it's not like, it's it's not like Jay Crowder is an unproven 
versus like Dante Exum, we've we've had we we had a few good weeks, which I I do think is more indicative of who he is. But still, you only have that small sample size of how good he is for a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. And versus like Jay Crowder, you're like we have about a full season of showing that if he's in our starting lineup, we have one of the best lineups in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, versus Dante Exum, and you're like maybe. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Like Dante, Dante Exum is like going going to the roulette table and being like, okay, uh, all I have on on red, mm-hmm. and uh, versus like Jay Crowder is like, uh, uh, okay, well, um, I'm just I'm gonna diversify my risk. I'm gonna I'm gonna put most of my money on red, but I'm gonna put a little bit of my money on black. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, so that's it. it it's um. I, I do think if if things worked out well, Harris would and and Exum play to to just an um a, his level that he's playing before he got hurt and he had Tobias Harris at his level now. I think the Jazz are better with w- in that state than with Conley and Jay Crowder, but there's more ifs with that. Mm-hmm. So it's what do you want your floor? And then Otto Porter, I feel like. I feel like he's good and I feel like you have him for a lot of years, but um, sometimes you have to wonder about his um, give a damn meter Mm -hmm. and versus like Tobias Harris. uh, I, I feel like he has a lot to prove for himself because he was traded so many times versus Otto Porter um, who um, was given a contract by Washington kind of de facto big three, even though he might not have earned it and, he was their best option, and um, and so urgency is not really a thing with him. Versus Harris, it's like, yeah, I'm getting paid, son. Mm-hmm. So, well, and basically how I look at it, as I and maybe it's cop out, I wouldn't mind any of those three. You know, if the Jazz come away with any of those guys, I'd be ecstatic. I just of all those three, yeah. too, I you do have to always remember, like, there's what you want, and then there's what's available, and uh, you know, sometimes you just don't get the luxury to choose uh colin slc uh, oh go ahead colin colin slc colin. shout out to colin uh given the points made, colin given the co- given the points made in the article by jonathan charks in the ringer about Ingles today and donovan's uh demonstrated playmaking potential and not forgetting about exum how much do you stop worrying about the point guard situation and just look for shooters and 3d 3 and d wing player types moving forward uh that's an excellent question because and that's what you have to, when you think about Mike Conley, you can't look at Mike Conley through the lens of like, oh, he's going to be our point guard and get stuck in your mind, John Stockton and the heir to John Stockton. You have to look at him just like a playmaker. He's in the same, he's in the same level as, a, as Joe Ingles and Donovan Mitchell in the way that he's not going to have the ball in his hands all the time. He's not going to be initiating plays all the time. The reason Rubio does is that you're trying to play to Rubio's strengths mm-hmm. because if Rubio does have the ball in his hands a lot of the times, then you have to worry about a is because of his his great passing ability. If if it's out of his hands, then he's an off ball threat, and we've already seen that no one pays attention to him when he's off ball. Mm-hmm. Nobody. So you have to have the ball in his hands for his defender to play up to him. Mm-hmm. Because his defender's not going to play up to him if he doesn't. And guess what that does? That hurts Donovan Mitchell because the ball's because he's better. He's a he should be a ball dominant guard. And so, um, and he can work. He can work great off ball, but he's better with the with the ball in his hands. 
Mike Conley can is in the way that Donovan Mitchell is. He can be a great off ball guard. He's great with the ball. He's he he can play both roles. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you take less of the pressure off Donovan, like we've seen in the past week and a half as he's been uh, filling in at point guard, if you take some of those those possessions away and give them to a guy like Mike Conley, um, then all of a sudden. Um, you're both are excelling because defense not able to lag off of anybody. Um, like for example, Royce O'Neal, defenses know they can they can sag under screens when Royce O'Neal is initiating the offense because they're like uh, he's not that good of an off uh, off the dribble shooter. I don't have to worry about that. Versus like Mike Conley, it's just like okay, yeah, pick your poison. Mm-hmm. Um, so and man, Royce O'Neal and. And uh, Ricky Rubio in the starting lineup, that's making me realize they're kind of like polar opposites of how you play each other. Ricky Rubio, when he's off ball, you play off of him. Uh, Royce O'Neal, when he, when he has the ball, you play off of him and just stop the drive. So it's, it, it's Mike Conley, you, you have to stick with him. And all of a sudden, Utah would have something similar to what Portland would have in Lillard and, um, Lillard and McCollum. And what's funny is people want, the Jazz to go after Lillard when his contract ends, and he's the same age as Conley now. When that contract ends, but they don't want him when that contract ends. And guess what? When that contract would end, when Michael Conley would become a free agent. Oh my! Hello. Anyway, it might be nice to just switch uh, to to Damian Lillard. I bet that's what the yeah, Jazz just, plan you know, is. They just trade for Mike Conley. Then when it's over, we just sign Damian Lillard. That's probably what their plan is. <laughs> so <laughs> that's 100 that's that you can you can put money on that that's right please don't put money on that that's not we don't have any sources so please don't <laughs> please don't lose money because of us so yeah I, I i think and i and i agree too just look for shooters like uh when you're looking at michael conley i've looked at the numbers and you look at his spot up numbers and when he's a spot up shooter he's shooting 40 percent that's really, really good. That's the, that's what you're wanting to wanting to get out of um, out of somebody who's out there with Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why Donovan Mitchell and Dante Exum work really well when there's Corver and Ingles over there because they're both you know they're spaced in the floor, but they don't work as well because with Corver once he has the ball you can start to um, lay off a little bit when he's playmaking unless unless he's going. Like trying to take it through a screen, but even then, like, uh, it, 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 he's not a playmaker, so you're not worrying about the pass with him at that point, you're just worrying about the shot. So, and that's why you're looking at players like Tobias Harris and Otto Porter, you're looking at them as playmakers and, and three and D guys, like who fit that Jazz's defense and i like mike Con- okay one thing we did not talk about mike conley is a grit and grind era and man the utah jazz are like the modern iteration of that mm-hmm. except they actually shoot threes and have somebody who can shoot well he fits the culture really nicely like, the- like joe ingles is tony allen but australian and can shoot mm-hmm. well and also i i think also just in terms of joe ingles he's just if you can make a trade and you can keep a core of of Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, and Rudy Gobert. That's uh, just solid core. And I would just love for the Jazz to not waste 
even a half a season of Joe Ingles because we found out that he, like uh, Colin mentioned in Jonathan Chark's article, it's really good. Go to the ringer to read it. Um, Joe Ingles is an absolute stud that is helping the Jazz win and honestly should be a player that kind of the Jazz think about in terms of building around him. You know, not just Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, but Joe Ingles as well. If you get this fourth piece with Mike Conley, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Ingles' contract is easily one of the biggest bargains in the NBA. And you can build around that. You can have an offense that's hard to guard. Plus, you keep that defensive intensity that you wanted. Uh, Derek Favors is a great defender. He is a solid, solid pick-and-roll center. Uh, it's just redundant with Rudy Gobert on the floor. And so if you can find a way to make that move where you kind of get rid of a little of that redundancy, you convert that salary that's going to redundancy in Derek Favors, put it towards Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. You take Ricky Rubio, who um, the nice thing that Ricky Rubio does is he is a he is a ball handler and a playmaker. But like you said, he's not an offensive threat in terms of just his shooting or the, at the very least, like teams are treating him like that. And they're saying, if we're going to lose tonight, it's because ricky rubio had a hot night and when on those nights when ricky rubio doesn't have those those games the jazz struggle uh you can convert a question mark in rubio who kind of is a question mark every night on how he's going to perform into solid solid production in mike conley and one of the things we've talked about too right well one of the things we've talked about is some of these moves whether it's you know mike conley or Otto porter or kevin love or or whoever it is that we end up going after, they're going to improve the play of everyone else around them. It's not like, it's not a surprise that when Jay Crowder comes in at the four, that everyone's play improves. The defensive rating uh, is great. The offensive rating goes through the roof to be one of the best in the NBA. It's because the fit is much better. It's a more cohesive unit. It allows players on the team to just play to their strengths more. Whereas with some of the lineups we have to play out there because you have to play your best players, but if your players don't fit, it just creates problems. And the jazz are just very easy to guard by opposing teams right now with certain lineups on the floor. It's not a coincidence that Ricky Rubio didn't start uh, against Portland. I know they said there was a minute restriction, but after the game, Ricky Rubio seemed frustrated that he didn't play more which seems weird to me if you're going into a game with a minutes restriction that you'd be angry about it. I, so I, I just think the jazz know that Donovan Mitchell is the future of this team. It's time to embrace that. Yeah. And, and, Oh, go ahead. and the other thing too, is with, with Ricky, he deserves, uh, like it, it's not fair to, to forget that Ricky Rubio came to this team because of the whims of some idiot who's in Boston, who, 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 who wanted the Jazz to go after Ricky because he thought it'd be awesome to play with him, and then he bailed. And then Utah was left to pick up the pieces of a, of a hodgepodge roster. And so when, when you look at Ricky, he deserves a chance, especially in a, in a contract year, be able to play somewhere where he can still get numbers and still play as a starter. If you if you were to trade him to Memphis or trade him to Cleveland or trade him uh, any one of these places before the trade deadline, a lot of these places he would instantly be the starter and he'd still be getting minutes. Versus right now you question 
okay, especially with Royce playing well at the at the two, if the Jazz stand pat, what is his what are his minutes going to look like? Mm-hmm. Especially with Dante Exum was playing so well that before Dante Exum got hurt, people were saying, "Oh my gosh, is are we going to be having a point guard controversy?" And then Exum got hurt, and then Rubio got hurt, and now that seems like a year ago that we were even close to having that conversation. So, but now we're going to be pretty close back because Exum is going to get reevaluated next week and could be back. Um, you're going to have Howell Neto and Tabo back in the lineup. So at some point, we're 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 kind of close to this this time where, you know, what happens? What do you do with Rubio? Because Rubio at this point and in this juncture, I'm willing to bet is not in the Jazz's long term plans. And so that at that point, no matter how awesome Rubio is, how funny he is in commercials, how much of a huge story he was for Utah for the Utah Jazz last year, and he should be thought of in the same rarefied air as Joe Johnson for what he did in last year's playoffs, mm-hmm. and should always uh, and should always be uh, in the once a Jazz man, always a Jazz man power rankings top five. With that said, because he's probably not going to be in the Jazz's long term plans, if you're in the front office, it behooves you to get value back for him before he leaves for nothing especially if you're a small market team. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so whether that happens, whether you're a, 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 because there's enough sellers at the trade deadline or whether that doesn't, I think the Jazz are going to be in the camp of trying to make a move that includes Rubio because then they're able to get that value back. And I think what the positives that, Rubio brought to this team the always fighting through it, the powering through bad times, the locker room presence that has been imparted, and now it's time for this this team that's now headed by Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, and Rudy Gobert. It's time for them to, uh, for especially for Donovan and Rudy Gobert, it's time to grow up. You're the big boys on this team now, and it's it's time to uh, take off the Rubio training wheels and and move forward. And that's easier said than done, because making a big time trade like that, we saw with with uh, Darren Williams when they trade Ronnie Brewer and people that they liked in that locker room. It really tanks a locker room. And I think trading Rubio would have a much bigger effect. But if you get a guy like Mike Conley back, it's just going to change. That's going to change how people feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it makes a lot of sense. So, and also Rubio is a guy that if I'm uh, the Grizzlies and I'm in for an, a tanking season, or at least a tanking last half of the season, Rubio is the type of personality you want in that locker room. Someone that can uh, keep players engaged, even though you're going to be losing a lot of games. He's just a high character guy. Same with favors. Mm-hmm. High character guy. And with favors, they can flip that contract again. They can flip it again if they... Uh, at um um when it comes to when it comes to next year if they want to keep it and just have a strong locker room presence there Mm -hmm. and he's going to be paid a lot of money a lot of money and he'll probably start next to uh next to jaron jackson if they also trade gasol actually be a nice little fit he'll get minutes uh and then they can decide if they want to keep moving forward with those guys or let them go that's the that's the nice thing about those expirings but either way they can uh, make a move and you know just to be very honest like Rubio's perfect also because 
he's not like a huge needle mover in terms of wins. And so you're not going to be better than you want to be, honestly. And uh, that's that's just a benefit. It's like you get a locker room guy that helps you win. That, well, that helps your guys, you know, have a good culture. But at the same time, you're not going to win too many games. Um, do we mm-hmm. want to get one more question in or have we covered this to death? Let's, I think we've covered it to death. <laughs> um, guys, it was really fun. Man. I think a lot of these questions like it's been it's been crazy it's been crazy like it's it's kind of crazy to we're this close to the trade deadline which means we're really close to the all-star game which people are talking about gobert actually being a big part of the all-star game people like yahoo sports is on some like joe ingles needs to be in the skills (laughs) contest which i think they really want him to and i would i actually want him in the three-point contest Mm -hmm. but i don't think he's going to uh, part of me feels like even if Re- Ingles gets selected, he'll be like, "Nah, sorry, I like he's gonna go. He's gonna go to. He's gonna go to like Australia for a week and a half and then come back. <laughs> and he's gonna. He's, he's just gonna chill. He's just. He's and the he, ultimate dude. He is. He's the dude. So well, guys, uh, I hope that you go and like and subscribe this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to quality podcasts. Um, let's see. I, I don't know if I have anything to add. Uh, uh, we didn't get to all the questions we had today, but I think we covered a lot of what was asked in those. So, um, guys, uh, one of the big things. Go ahead. Also check out, we have our Utah Jazz trade tracker that is on the on the website right now. And that is, um, we are updating that with every trade that could relate back, any trade rumor that can relate back to the Utah Jazz. So anything that hits, hits a rumor mill that Utah's either uh, checks all, you know, hits all the check marks there mm-hmm. or, um, or is directly uh, linked to, that will definitely be in there. And so you can, you can debate, talk about that. So that's always going to be running. So you can see those. And those have trade rumors from back in October to about now. Does it have Kyle Corvers? Because that happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, But everything else is being updated right right there. So you can go to one place and, and keep on returning back to it every day to see if there's any, any new information. Mm. So check Perfect. that out. Yeah, guys, go to SLC Dunk every day anyway because the best site in the – it's the yeah. best site in the Valley. And guess what? We were telling you things like uh, Donovan Mitchell should be starting with more shooters around him since the beginning of the season. Not like some of these tryhards that are just now saying it. We've been saying it all along. We were there. And we, we listened to your... Don't listen to us about my Alec Burke six-man pick. <laughs> hey, I... That never happened. <laughs> I, uh... You know what? It was it was a fun... It was a fun Anybody exercise. who tells you it happened, it was fake news. <laughs> it didn't happen. <gasps> They're liars. That's right. But you know what? We were right about Jay, and he's going to start soon. And the Jazz are going to make a trade for Mike Conley and probably go to the Western Conference Finals. There you go. Guys, would you make the trade if you go to the Western Conference Finals? I bet you would. I bet you would. Um, well, that's all I got, Michael. All righty. Well, peace out, y'all. Hey, we will talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>